The following pendant production contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, my little kiddiewinks. Uh, this is Chris Britton here, uh, creator, uh, co-writer, and now assistant director on the line. Uh, with me here today for this lovely commentary is um, Sierra Garcia. Say hello. Hello. And the also lovely Mr. Joel Rowan. Say hello. Hello. There we go. Isn't that fun? Joel is uh, now the lead director on the show and will be for all future episodes. It better be all future episodes, Joel. I'm not replacing you. Um, <laughs> no, no, it will be all future episodes. Yay! Terrifies me, but terrifies you. You don't know how many there are. Um, yeah, we need to write some crazy shit like, then. Crap. <laughs> yeah. oh, cra- crazier than it's already been written. I'm pretty sure Chris and I could come up with some even crazier shit. Yeah, I'm going to come up with the most obscure sound effects um, that you've ever heard. No, I won't really. We need the sound of two puppies eating a bowl of Fritos. I reckon that could Go. be done. That could that could be done because I've got dog sound effects of dogs eating, and then you just kind of like replace it with with something. There has to be puppies. You can't tell. You can. They have smaller mouths. <laughs> You can't tell. You can! Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, it's been a whole month since we've spoken, kids. Two months with Joel. <laughs> it has been two months yes. since we last spoken to Joel, uh, as opposed to an hour. Um, yes, welcome back to the line, everyone. Episode 7, Concero Part 3, the big mid-season finale episode, um, where there are much revelation, revelations and so much criminal monologuing that I really should be slapped around the wrists for my hands. M, why didn't you edit some of this? Baby, I did. <laughs> this is post-editing. Are you kidding? He does go on and on, which is fine, because it's Michael Hudson. Do you want to see the original script from two years ago? I'm kind of sad that he doesn't go, like, more over-the-top and hammy. Really? Like, when I was reading through this, I was expecting something like, you know, the master. Like, John Sims' master. Mm. You wanted a bit of mechanical? Maniacal. That's the word. Maniacal laughing in there. (laughs) <laughs> that just this big, over-the-top, you know, there, there's the, there's that, that one line before the credits, you know, who crossed the line? I was expecting it bigger. It's written in this over-the-top way. I was expecting, you know... I think he did keep it um, on a on a more side of, uh, of sane, I suppose, um, which I think, I know what you mean, um, it's not perhaps as over top as someone could go with it, but as this, as it develops and as we go into the whole horrific crucifixion scene and everything else, I think it's probably better that he keeps it this side of. Yeah, I know, I know. I wasn't sanity. saying it was bad. It was just, but that would have been awesome to hear. Damn it! It would have been nice. Maybe we'll get Michael to do some for the blooper reel. Maybe, maybe. Awesome. <laughs> Maybe we'll just get him to so. re, re, reread the lines, but as as uh, as a Bond villain. <laughs> well, you re- you reference Bond villainy here, so. Yeah, well, I felt I couldn't have this level of monologue going on without someone saying, "Hang on, why are you telling us all this?" Um, although I justify it in the fact that it doesn't actually matter that he's telling all this because they can't stop what is already occurring. Yeah, good um, point. 
which really means it should be the end of the world, although it's not, because they do manage to stop it, sort of, but there is a cost. Dun, dun, dun! Dramatic uh, reverb! <laughs> so, Joel, you did pretty much everything for this episode in terms of direction. I know I stuck in a bit of music here and there and, and messed around with a few effects, but um, this is pretty much all your own work, so how do you find yes. it, your first full episode? A lot of fun to do, actually. Although, well, you gave me this big sound effects heavy scene for the first couple of places, so that was real fun. Yeah, absolutely. It is possibly the most sound effects heavy episode we've done so far, so um, really throwing you in at the deep end there. Yeah, and it's actually incredibly... Uh, oh, there is the line. Yes. The Bond villain <laughs> reference. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, but this was like easy compared to like the average episode of Blue Harvest, so... Oh, well, that's good. No lightsabers like, oh, here. really? You think this is a challenge? <laughs> I've destroyed planets, damn it! Excellent, yeah, there's not so much risk of planet destruction in the line. Because really, if we do go there, that's the end of the show. Unless, yeah. unless in some future season we relocate to Mars. Um, which would fit back in with John Carter. There we go. Um... <laughs> See, see, see how I could reference back two commentaries ago. Um, I know you have such a memory to remember that over two whole months. Amazing. Um, yeah, absolutely. So I, I. Oh, there, wait, there, there. When he goes absolutely ape shit, shut yeah. your fucking. Oh, it was I delicious. Know. Racist, racist anger. Indeed. We will rape this town to death. Yeah, Colin Kelly there is the demon. He's not a particularly nice demon. No, and I seem to recall taking that line and changing it a little because it was hardcore, but I see it was put back. I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> see, this is creator privilege. I know, I know. <laughs> I know. By the way, I would like to go on record here and state, I don't know what it is. I'm sure this has some, the name has some sort of significance that I am completely missing because I haven't paid attention to um, a lot. But Dila Thang sounds like the name of a stripper. Well, yes, it does. I'm sorry, but it just, there's something about the Thang bit that just... The name is significant, and we are now finally in an episode where we can talk about the name of Dealer Thang. Awesome. Which is good. Other than, other than, other than it being a stripper. <laughs> um, it, um, Lance does make a brief reference to it, but I felt it would be uh, uh, rather patronising to spell it out, and I literally do mean spell it out there. Um, if you take the letters of the word Dealer Thang... And you can take out the word angel out of it, and you can also take out the word death. Dun dun dun! There we are, see? It's a sad little anagram that made me happy. And really, that's, that's what matters. That is absolutely what matters, isn't it? That I'm happy. <laughs> Not that it's any good. Ugh. 
Um, yeah, it's basically I am Lord Voldemort. Um, <laughs> which I was thinking about that recently. You know, we were having a conversation. I think Bex and I were having a conversation about how, how the fuck. You know, what did he do? Did did he just take Tom Morvolo Riddle and did he get? Lord out of it and then say, well, I can have Voldemort, but then I'm left with this I and an A and an M. Aha, I am Lord Voldemort. You know, um, which is, which is sad. But I was thinking about it because I was thinking like you do this in adult, but he actually came up with the name Lord Voldemort when he was still at school. And I can sign and see a 15 year old kid going, I will be Lord Voldemort. And I was, I am Lord Voldemort. <laughs> that is so funny. They will never guess. Um, I think it makes more <laughs> sense when you think of a 15 year old boy coming up with it. Than Just being a giant twat about it. Than this this adult, you know, this this snake snake faced evil adult. Um, yeah. <laughs> de, de, anyway, anyway, Dealer Thang did not come up with her her name. She is Dealer Thang, and she is also uh, the Angel of Death. Um, why? Her name is just fitted into an anagram. Well, we don't find out this episode, but it will sort of be discussed in the future, but I'm in sort of loose terms, I think. But it's mainly just a bit of fun for the audience. I don't know if anyone got there before this. Um, if you did, well done. Points to you. Um, but yeah, there we go. She is much more important than we ever thought of it. Thought of it. Thought about it. Yes. I'm going to stop talking for a while. Someone else talk, because I'm losing the world to speak English. We, we missed the slithering of the demon, and I was so happy to find this just nasty, slime-covered slither sound. Yes, the slithering and demon was the grim. And also creepy, wet squishes for when they first yep. nail her, uh, her hands yeah. and I am, in a very sick way, I am kind of proud, happy that I found those. No, this, they really this do just sounds... sound terrible. Well, I remember when I sent this script to Chris, and um, she she was like, "I've got guests. I can't do the screaming of of the crucifixion when with all these people in my house because like cops are going to be called." Um, so she had to wait quite a while until she could she could actually record them. She actually had an empty house, so she was able to record these rather distressing scenes. And this whole sequence is very grim. And yes. Kudos to you, uh, Mr. Rowan. Um, it does sound awesome, especially with the creepy chanting from the congregation in the background. Oh, that's another funny thing. A lot of the people who uh, did the the lines, we had a lot of really great voices, and everybody re- did really good. Um, who is it? Oh, Marley has her voice in there. Uh, not as Cecile, but just as a random uh, townsperson. Uh, during the Angel of Death, she just sounds so happy. Really? <laughs> Angel of Death! I'm like, oh god. <laughs> and then somebody else, I don't know who it was, part of me wants to say it was um, Chris Stoddard, also just doing a townsperson. It sounded like he was at a metal, uh, like a, a heavy metal concert, you know? <laughs> Anna Rodriguez came, or possibly Tanya, I don't know. I apologize for getting it wrong, but one of them came in with a Russian accent. I think that's Tanya. Tanya, okay. Tanya, sorry. But, yeah, it was was just, you know, just this pissed off Russian. (laughs) An angel of death. I will break you. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Awesome. 
mixed in there, and it was just fun to hear. It's great. The town gets even more diverse in its uh, in its ethnic makeup. That's all I like to hear. I personally, and I discussed this last month when we recorded the other commentary, that that was really disturbing. Even as a recovering Catholic, just the imagery. It was really disturbing, and then I could really see it from hearing it. So, kudos, it was excellent mixing, but it also really kind of creeped me out in a semi-upsetting way. So, you really did a good job. There you go. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. It's exactly how I heard it in my head. Um, This is good, because I have never attended Catholic Mass. I am not a Catholic myself. (laughs) We don't usually do that at Mass. Which church did you go to? We did all the time. Why the, why, well, Church of England, okay? That's why the congregations are shrinking all around the world, is to just keep crucifying their parishioners. Yeesh. Yeesh. Uh, yeah. Yeesh, yeesh. I know, I know. Going to hell. Um, I'll see you there. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, it's actually. That's, I'm glad to hear that, Joel. I'm glad there is one non ca- non recovering Catholic on the show. <laughs> you might bring some perspective to it rather than me and M just using this as therapy. <laughs> oh, and then this part. You have this. She throws him, and they're still talking in the script. And I'm like, wow, talking is a free action here. Awesome. <laughs> so I had to remix it. Where you know she still has a hold of him and they're talking and then she throws him. You're right. You're right. You have FX demon flies through the air and then there is a th- three lines of dialogue before he goes through the gateway. Yes. You're welcome. Yes. Perhaps that <laughs> that was not the best script writing. <laughs> you are welcome. Well spotted. Um, I l- very much like the building up swing. Where did you get that from? That sounds good. Oh, let me check it. Those are baseball. Really? That's about nice. It's a it's a bat. Uh, low, medium, and high swings. Or well, whooshes. That, that sounded spot on. I could really see him like her like swinging him around her head by one of his legs, <laughs> or one of his tentacles. Actually, that's better. One of his tentacles slowly extending as he spins around and throws him. I think that's, that's quite a good image. Kind of comical for the situation. <laughs> now can I just say Tom Tom Davies getting to kill the bishop makes me very happy <laughs> after everything that's gone on I was considering adding in more stabbing sounds because you just have the two stabs but every time he whisked something I was going to have him stab him again Oh, that would that that would have been quite yeah. I see what you mean, but I no, I think I think it's better. Yeah, no, kind the, of like the just... second the two stabs are are really more powerful. It makes him seem a little less sadist. Absolutely, because otherwise he's taking sadist, pleasure sadistic. in it, and we don't want yeah. that. No, no, I yeah, I agree with you. And a good use of wind here. Oh God, I was, I was listening to that. I was so embarrassed because the wind overtakes the dialogue. Oh no, I don't think it does. I think it. I think it makes it seem very obvious that there's a huge amount going on in the room. I mean, this is one of the 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 the, the drawbacks of audio drama. It's something I come across again and again. It's like when you have a lot going on, especially when mystical shit is going on, the only place you can really go to is wind to to give it some effect. Um, child. Um, 
because it's the only sound that doesn't overtake the dialogue, doesn't like obscure the scene. Oh, really? Stop it. Um, <laughs> shall we? Shall we? Okay, well, let's give you time. You you can get over it. You guys keep talking. I'll just mute my microphone. <laughs> oh my god! I missed something here, but okay. M. Willis fart. <laughs> You can go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Continue amongst yourselves. Oh, we shall. We shall. I think that was mainly the most of my point anyway. That wind, as in the blowing sound that is made outside when <laughs> the wind blows. Oh, no. <laughs> it's all gone wrong. It's all gone horribly wrong. Oh, Jesus. You were expecting anything less? <laughs> he can't help you now. <laughs> now he's like, he's pissing himself laughing too. <laughs> well, you know, in, when in doubt, you just have to go to wind. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, yes. On another bit of directing thing, I was yeah. also kind of glad to find this um, slide sound that um, Lance does here in a bit as they're all running away when he realizes Tom is no longer with them. Not Tom, Joe. Joe, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I really like that as well. Um, yeah, there we go. Yeah, no, it's a great sound effect. That's another thing which is quite hard to do as well, is people stopping moving. Because um, if you just cut off the footsteps, it sounds like they've taken one footstep and they're just hovering in midair with one leg up, looking like a prat. Um, so, I, no, that does sound really cool. Um, and, uh, Thank you, I think I use it a couple of other times. Not in this one, in the next one. Shut up, boy! Oh, just when you thought it was all over, you thought like, well, Dee's dead, the bishop's dead. You know, it can't get any worse. Well, yes, it can. Of course it can, because you're listening to the line. <laughs> this is the first time we've really, like, gone on a major murdering spree with characters, though. In one episode, yes. We've kind of, like, we've kind of we've kind of put each character in their own shithole as the time has gone on. It's just in this particular episode, we've put them all in the same giant shithole, so it's just even shittier. <laughs> I feel you're somewhat fixated today, Em. <laughs> Mainly on... Gastrointestinal. Yeah, uh, seriously. Disbursement. Yeah. No! <laughs> my God, it's windy in here. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, also something I noticed, I apparently uh, quieted the wind down more in this one than I did in that last scene in the church, and that was a little jarring for me. Well, it's an aggressive scene, so it's aggressive breezes. <laughs> Most people probably didn't really notice it, but since I directed it and I was paying attention to that sort of stuff... I, you know, I guess directors do kind of go through the same thing that actors do when they hear themselves and like, oh, I could have done this, or oh, I should have done, you know, because oh, I've heard yeah. Chris do this too. So I guess 
it's very directory to do the same thing, to be like, ah, oh, I could have done this, I could have done that. I think you do hear that. And also, obviously, when with the direction side of things, you realise, well, you could just go back and fix it right now. It's not like an acting role where, well, the lines are submitted, so it's over, you know. Mm. Um, you could just go back and you could just change it. But you could do that forever. And there's always something you come across and you think, oh, I wish I'd done it like that or whatever. But I think that's okay. God, that roar. Well, this was... That's another thing that took me for freaking ever to find. Well, I must say, you sent me two versions of this uh, scene when you'd finished it. And one, what did you called one? Maxed out? No, um, one was normal, one was fun-sized. Fun-sized, that was it. (laughs) Because it's this giant demon, so I pitched his voice down about as far as I could get it to go without making it sound weird, and uh, added some echoey sound effects to it. Or, not echoey sound effects, uh, echoey filter. No, definitely, and I think it really adds, like, I always wanted this demon to sound badass. Um... And, I think you and have. if I had thought of it, I was thinking about it, and if I had realized that, hey, I can do this now, I would have gone to Colin and asked him to, uh, instead of the wisp- usual whispery sound, to have a, a, a deeper sound. A roar, a more roar, kind of? Or at least just him talking normally. Mm. Yeah, and just modern normal. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. I thought this is so. another demon that you might use that was cast, because it sounded so different. This is good. No, it's it, this is the yeah, true no, form regular. of the Hellspawn demon that uh, that Colin's been playing. This is its true form, um, allowed to come out the gateway to seal the bargain with blood. Joe's Whoa. blood. No. Oh no, not uh, Joe. Yeah, Joe. Bless him. I know. Oh, that I had a thing there where she hits, and I was kind of proud of that too. And then the the padding because she's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what that was supposed to be, that, that smacking. He shoots fire at her and sets her clothes on fire, and she's trying to put it out. You know? That's cool. Hey. That's really cool. <laughs> and also, if I hadn't needed her for the rest of the scene, I would have had Sister Agnes fainting. Oh, really? There would have been screams and then a thud. Because she just gave this such a great scream, uh, Mindy did. So I was like, no, this has to be a, oh my god, funk. Yeah, have her knocked unconscious or something. Just, uh, just faints from the from terror, but we needed her for more of the scene. I love that bit. I love the sound effect of him going into the portal and the, uh, it's fantastic. the flick on the voice that you did. Is it over? And then... Uh, and the the it's the gateway explodes and then closes. So I had uh, an explosion sound effect, and then I reversed another explosion sound effect and just put them end to end. Yeah. 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 Because that's kind of what I heard in my head when I saw that. So. Well, and this is under a very unstable church now. Figuratively or literally? Ah, well, both. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Both. I, like, I no. could go either way. Oh, in this. Uh, I know. Creepy. Creepy as hell. Also, that's another thing. I put him another uh, chorus filter on his voice because he is merged with Legion or however it goes. So. 
And I'm, I'm, I, I'm really happy that we're at this episode. I'm just really happy because I've been waiting for this for so long. So I knew right back from the, as soon as I started working this, even before I got M involved, before it, when it was just an idea, I had this idea of of this being coming to Earth and eventually taking control of Paul. Um, and I just, I, I've been really looking forward to this because now you know, he gets to be so evil. And what's funny is when when we when we when Pete got the role, he's we were chatting one day. He's like, "Yeah, you know, everybody always casts me as you know the nice guy or you know the dad." And I said, "Oh, <laughs> oh, Pete, my love, you just wait. It's not all you know." Tommy Artell, since when the hell does he always play the nice guy? Well, he he feels like he gets typecast. So, and I said, "Oh, just this is like delicious because Tommy Arkell's, you know, he's a nice guy." He's deep down. He's a human. You know, he's just a nice human. He's he's still a human being. But this is like, you know, this is possession. So he gets to be even. I loved it. Pete Mylan, I could smooch it on the forehead right now. It's awesome. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Right there. That laugh. <laughs> yeah. That laugh is is priceless. Gold star. Sweet, adorable, chocolate covered. Pete Mylan. And then one collapsing Oh, that's a weird church. image. <laughs> the term of endearment! Yeah, but I just imagine... There's that picture from his uh, bio on the pendant site. I just imagine him in that picture covered in chocolate. And that's a weird image, man. Just that's in the same pose. But just yes, in chocolate. Yes. <laughs> and for some reason, instead of slapping Kitty, I had Steph just punch her. Because <laughs> nice. for some reason the slapping thing didn't really make sense. It just felt like it should be instead of a, you know, she just haul off and deck her. Clocker. Yes, yeah. yeah, so clocker, a good one. Well done. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it was originally I'd envisioned it coming out as more as like Kitty being disparaging towards her parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually the lines came off more of just like, well, she says fuck a lot, and that's just how it, it came out. And so, yeah, I think you were right in uh, in really writing that back. I think it, it, it works much better. Um, my one real contribution to this episode was adding the uh, this uh, this piece of Amazing Grace over the end here. Um, you mix these last two scenes because... Oh yeah, Actually, that's what I did. Out, I could have had the time to do it, but at this point, I had directed, you know, everything else. And if I had stared at a, uh, a the, the thing much more, I probably would have had nightmares about it. Yeah, no, I I, I do all the time. Uh, so no, I, I feel your pain. No, and yes, you're right. I did direct these last two scenes. Now I remember. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, I I used this this cover of Amazing Grace, which someone had very kindly done on a, on a free share site, and uh, grabbed that. And I know it's a bit kind of it's a bit of a cheesy end of Star Trek Two Wrath of Khan. Let's get Scotty out with the bagpipes. Uh, <laughs> moment. I like that scene. Damn it. So, 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 so do I, <laughs> but but all you can think of is of all the souls in the galaxy, his was the most <laughs> human. <laughs> and maybe I should have ended this scene with someone saying that with Steph with Steph like going, his was the most human. Uh, you would have diluted the entire episode. 
Yes, possibly a little bit. That would have been a little <laughs> bit. Be okay, Great joy in jocularity. Jocularity, that is a good word. I like the word. It sounds good. It does sound good. It has some good staccato. Jocularity. Hi, Miss uh, and this is on yeah, a real attempt at a, a sort of montage scene, slightly more successful than the one in the last episode. I think where we just got to move between different uh, different reactions to the to those that are left behind. And see, I kind of picture poor D was just she was she was raised. I envision her being raised by you know nannies because her mom was on like husband number four and making money off of that. So I envision her mother being upset, like, oh, no, there goes my tax write-off, instead of, oh, no, there goes my daughter. And I don't know, originally I actually had Dee's mum in the episode in that scene, but I felt it was sort of wrong to introduce the character just for that. It yeah. felt like it was an unnecessary... Fortuitous. Yeah, exactly. So I think just to scale it back and just have Steph say what she says and then the door to close and leave it at that. And so we reach our final scene. Um, so we reach the final day. <laughs> <laughs> the final days. I'd, I'd, forgot, I'd forgotten that that was the first line. And um, the figure in black becoming a more and more important character. Ooh, creepy. Now I did consider moderate modding Dee's voice a bit. Now we're sort of in like the the uh, realm. The realm, yes. Um, but I thought, no, it's actually better that Dee just return, retains her normal voice. Um, but we get a few revelations in this bit. Will we ever see Dee again? Don't know. Be a bit of a shame if we didn't. Hmm. She says, semi-knowingly. <laughs> in deep contemplation. Nothing has been written yet, I don't think. It's been alluded. It's been alluded to. That she comes back and takes over the world! Yeah, there might be some notes on some napkins yeah. somewhere. So, um, that, that's our mid-season finale, folks. I mean, I, I, call it, I call it that only that quite a lot happens, and now we sort of go into a very different type of story next month, um, to which I'm not telling anything, because it is totally left turn. A total left turn, I hope, um, for everything done before. such a joy, too. What do you say? <laughs> What do you mean it's such a joy? I think it's a fantastic script. Oh, no, it was. It was just... <laughs> you, you didn't have to direct it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. sorry. Yeah, <laughs> if this if this was effects heavy, then next next month is effects mad. Um, so, it's yeah. Effects obese. Effects obese. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you very much for joining us. Um listeners one and all um, as usual if you want to contact us in them. any way all four of them if you want to contact us in any way three of them are us uh, please email uh, thelinehq at gmail.com if you want to find me on twitter I am the line boy uh, the show is the line live M your twitter is Sierra and Joel your twitter is Carter's alter ego cool we're also Carter's alter ego Carter's salter ego as it's Try now it, going right. to be yeah, thanks, Sam. Welcome. Love you. Uh, we're probably on other social networking sites if you wish to track us down, but really, you know, once you've got Twitter, what else do you need? Um, exactly. We will see you in 30 days, approximately, um, for episode 8, which uh, is called Fatum, 
part one. And dun, dun, dun. that's all you're getting. Have a good time, guys. We'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Tea Party sucks. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.